All right, guys, welcome to another edition of Warrior Talk. This is Sean. This is Matt. And we have a special guest. Todd Haney. Thanks oh, for having me. Yeah, we are glad that you are with Super us. Super pumped. All right, so just a heads up, we are sitting in Mr. Yoder's office right now, so who knows who's coming in and who's going out. Yeah, so, so if there's any background noises, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Yes. So. All right. Hey, fun week of Warrior Sports, girls uh, basketball. Yep, they got underway. Going. Uh, they had two games last week, uh, Thursday against a Zionsville, top 10 ranked uh, right. in 4A Zionsville team. Got off to a really good start, uh, got off to like a 9-0 run, but then I think Zionsville woke up and realized, you know, kind of who they were. And, and the Danville was for real. Yeah. So, and it ended up being a lopsided score, first game of the year. It's, I mean, it's probably not what you wanted, but I think... Uh, I saw in one of the articles, Coach May was like, it humbled our girls, realized where they were, kind of got punched in the face yeah. type, type deal. So, Well, I even saw a, uh, a tweet from somebody doing just like a way too early state like preview yeah. and they had Danville winning state. So. so, yeah, it can, like like I said, I think girls are a little different, but it, it, it can get to their heads just as much as it can boys. So. I hate getting picked to win anything. Yeah. <laughs> media is terrible. Correct. Yes. Correct. You hate it. You want to be the underdog. You want to have that. Yeah, you know, I'm ready to punch shit. Colin Cowherd in the face. I mean, Picks just Ohio how, State much, all the time, yes, he? how much he's <laughs> pumped up the Buckeyes and then how they have just destroyed my heart. Anyways. But then they came back on Saturday, had their home opener. JV got another close win. Oh, I will, I'll give shout out to the JV team. Uh, they won on a last second shot on Thursday night awesome. against Zionsville. So they got off to a good start to their season and they won another close one Saturday against Hamilton Heights. And then the varsity followed up. It was a back-and-forth game with Heights as well. Uh, I mean, it got off to a slow start, but uh, in the second half, Danville kind of pulled away. They got, you know, five, six, seven-point lead mm -hmm. kind of late and then kind of just hung on. So it was a good, you know, kind of just grinder. I don't think either Todd or myself were able to be there. What was that environment like for that first home game? It was pretty good. Heights actually, you know, for that's a decent drive for them, and they had a decent crowd there that night. Uh wasn't the student uh, show out that I was hoping for for right. Danville, but there was still a good crowd, a lot of energy there, so it, it was fun. It was a good time. Very cool. Uh, so moving on, another game that we had this past week was the boys' football sectional final game. Right. All three of us were there, correct? Yes. yes so what do you guys? What did you guys see? Uh, I expected exactly what I saw. I saw Greencastle walking off the field after they warmed up, and I just they didn't have the horses that we had and I knew it was going to be a long night as long as Danville came out and just did their thing they weren't going to have any issues so Todd real quick what's your involvement with football on Friday nights uh in the home games I run the play clock uh, up there in the box it's me uh Jim Disney he runs the game clock and Terry Hammonds types in all the information for the scoreboard and I do the play clock so as soon as as soon as the play is blow dead and uh the, the ref raises his hand and I start a 40 second clock and theoretically, the team should be able to snap the ball right then. It's not quite as smooth as it needs to be yet. The refs still kind of drag their feet a little bit, getting that ball placed. Mm -hmm. uh, but Is that a change in rules? Yes, they changed it last year. was the first year, too. It's similar to college and NFL now, whereas the, as, if the game's in flow, it's 40 seconds. And, um, but if it stops for any reason, it they stops for any, 25, yeah, right? they, It's a 25, and then I start it when the ref 
blows his whistle. Cool. Very cool. Uh, what's what's it like being in the press box? Because I don't think that's something that I mean I've not been in there, Matt. I think you've been uh, there maybe for a once or twice. Games. I guess my question to you is like, do you watch the game differently than like are you? Just are you focused more in just on your job, or can you actually kind of enjoy the game or see it, you know, just from a technical standpoint? At the very beginning of the game, I'm I would say everybody's focused. It's very quiet up there. Yeah. But as the game progresses, everyone starts talking, and we start, you know, armchair quarterback, you know, <laughs> right. up there. But early on, every it's real quiet. Everybody's doing a job, and you can kind of get in a little bit of a zone. I know Hammonds is over there. He's got he's he's typing the whole time. I'm just I just have this this little little gadget in my hand and I'm clicking it left and right and starting it yeah. and I have to watch the referee who covers the play because he's the one that tells me right. to start the clock and um, so it's different it's a lot different for these teams I know fourth downs when teams decide to punt they got to get their whole punt team out there that's when you see a lot of delay games uh, when quarterbacks get sacked uh, you'll see a delay game, especially if he's slow getting up. Okay. Especially if it's – because a lot of times still quarterbacks run all the way to the sideline and get the play. Right. And then run all the way back to the huddle. Right. So, you know, that 40, that 40 seconds goes quick. So, Greencastle, I mean, I think all three of us, you even alluded to that, Todd, that, I mean, that's exactly what we expected. Right. Um, you know, Danville – I'll tell you, to me, and, and I don't you know, I don't want to necessarily armchair quarterback anybody, but it seemed like Coach KC – got the memo that their best offensive player has not been involved much this season, and all of a sudden Alec Burton just got going. Yeah, he he had a, a coming-out party. We knew how good he was, he is, right. was, but how good he is, and it's it, it's one of those, I think basketball similar, you just find your matchup. You know, it's like, I mean, one, one game it could be Ben Stevens, one game it could be Zach Lukin, and right. one game it could be Alec Burton. It was just Alec Burton's turn, I guess, if that's what you want to call right. it. And honestly, I thought the when I saw Greencastle early, I, I saw they were playing man to man across the board with two cover two safeties over right. the top. I thought it was going to be just a heavy dose of Alex Skinner and Schubert right. game. I thought it was just going to be heavy doses. And then I think they got some success early, and then they realized, man, we got to at least de- devote one more person, and Correct. then it was, it was the floodgates opened after that. So yeah, if Danville can get, get the run game going, yes, and this is looking ahead at Chittard. I mean, they've got to be that dual-headed offense. Like they cannot become one-sided. Right. It, it's it's going to be if Shatard has that you know front four, you know, and those couple linebackers that can handle it on their own, kind of helping their secondary. It's gonna it's gonna be a fight. It's right. Gonna, oh, it's gonna be such a good game Friday night. I can't I'm, wait. I'm real excited. It's, I'm very excited. Like. Oh. I mean, you got you got the last year game, and then I every now and then I'll hop on Gridiron Digest dot com and just kind of look at the forums and stuff like that. And there was a Daniel Shatard one, and people still talk about the two thousand two game. And Todd, you weren't here at the, at the time, but the two thousand two game, I was a sophomore. Like some people still, I I found out there's a guy on there that was a referee during that game, hmm. and literally the ISSA brought those guys all the way from the region, which is way up north. They they brought them to that game to referee that game, and like they knew. I think we were number one and number two in the state at the time when that game was played, and he said it's the hardest hitting game he's ever seen. Like it was, it literally came to an untimed two point conversion. That Danville went for two, they didn't get it, lost twenty eight twenty seven. Wow! It was unbelievable game. Wow! 
and honestly, it's the second best high school game I've ever watched. I've ever watched. We can get into the other one some other time. But okay. That that's just the background of Damage right. Tard. Even though it's so lopsided as far as the well, I was about goes, to say because the the story is completely different. Twelve out of thirteen is that what I yeah saw like I mean like I said the the, the yeah. record is so lopsided, but yet there's such a history there. Like in the games, so kind are, of like have this been close Colts Patriots thing where Patriots think that there's a rivalry, but or the Colts think there's a rivalry, but the Patriots have just owned the Colts. It, you got. I guess you could go there. Yeah. I mean, Danville obviously, and now that we got, we're they got over the hump. I the win, guess the win last year changed everything. Yes. And that's what you know, Coach Casey, you know, was talking about all last season is flip the script. And I mean, I don't think that he even believed that that was going to be part of the equation last year when be, beating Shatard. Uh, but it just kind of fits everything that they did last year. Uh, read a great article about him. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to do yep. that uh, from the flyer. Uh, but, yeah, I think Friday night's going to be exciting. I'm bummed I won't be there. Uh, but it is going to be online. So yes. if you guys are not able to be there. Yep. Um, Endeavor. Yeah, so mm. if you're not able we'll to be re- there. We'll tweet it out. Yeah, watch it. it so. Watch it online. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be so good. And Chitard has their has a first-year coach this year, um, and then I'm trying to think. Well, the reality is, because anybody that's maybe listening that doesn't really understand Chittard, you look at their rank and their schedule, and you look at their uh, record, and 7-4 and four or 8-4 and four or whatever it is now, you kind of go, wow, they've had a rough season. No. But it's who they've been playing. Yeah, they, they're they kind of in that situation where they can play some out-of-state schools out of Ohio or Kentucky or Illinois and stuff like that and they play really tough they play four or five I don't know if they played a 6A team but they play bigger schools all the time right so it's yeah you can't go by record at all but it's I cannot wait till Friday it's the fact that we're hosting it's going to be packed so get there early yes well even what's cool is you know not trying to jump ahead of ourselves but if we win and however the next game right. plays other, out, we could potentially be hosting semi-state. If, right. If we were to win and Evansville mm-hmm. Memorial were to win, we would host the semi-state next week. Which so, would be insane it's, it's to think of how many games in a row we've been hosting and just the magnitude of those games. Yeah, it's uh, it'd be either Lawrenceburg or Evansville Memorial. Obviously, the Lawrenceburg would have a storyline there just because of last year's regional game. Yep. And Evansville Memorial... So it's, I don't know a lot about them. No, no, neither do I. But they're, the, I think, the fourth and fifth ranked team in 3A right. right now. So right. Yeah, it's, it's no slouch. Yeah. I mean, like to get to Lucas Oil. I mean, really, you're going to earn it. And again, you talk about what Casey's been preaching all season long is earn, not given. Yeah. And so to get to state, they will earn that. Yeah. The South is loaded, and we haven't even talked about who like. The number one ranked team in 3A is in the South, too. It's uh, Gibson Southern. They got beat last week. Oh, they did Mem- get beat. Memorial beat Gibson Southern last okay, week. Okay, never mind. I'm way behind. That's why we're not talking about it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> got to do my research. That's all right. So, I mean, we're kind of that, – that's all that's going on in Danville sports. I mean, I guess we started practice this week, and I think wrestling started practice. They did. Swimming and diving. Swimming and diving. Boys so, and girls are going. Yep. So everything's kind of underway, at least from a practice standpoint. And it's been interesting for us just because we have so many football guys uh, still playing that right. are on the basketball team as well. 
I mean, and it's kind of weird. It's either all seniors or all freshmen. So it's been gone. very interesting for me. Yeah. That, this is a new experience for me as far as having a number of players at practice. So it's kind of limited to what you do. But So that's completely different. You know, I'm a fall sport coach, and so I don't run into any of that uh, once my official practice starts. So how do you prepare, I mean, for both of you guys, how do you prepare for those practices knowing that maybe some key players are not – there yet with you you have maybe some newer guys that you're able to work with what what are you trying to accomplish i think you got to look at it like you not you're not going to have those guys that aren't that aren't there right now so you, you have to practice like you're not going to have them right so and you got to get the guys to practice like they're not going to be around so right. like right now you're looking at our team you know the, the football guys we have no seniors None. No two seniors. juniors and the rest sophomores. Two well, juniors and rest sophomores. So we're a young team. So in, in in order to get what you want accomplished every day in practice, you have to get those those kids that are at practice to buy in. That hey, this is the team right now. Right. You know, it might it cha- it'll change when those other guys come back. But as for right now, but that'll take some time even for that new chemistry to kind of work itself mm-hmm. out. So yes. which is kind of nice with the new rules. I mean, they've been in place for a while now. I mean, we've been able to work with our guys pretty much all summer. Right. So you, especially with the older guys, they come in with at least a a basic knowledge, if not a little bit more of what we expect. And right. know, from just like, you know, plays, offenses, defenses and stuff like that. It's kind of review. Right. It's more about just bringing it all together. And like Todd said, just. Right. Make buy in. We we say it all the time. You got to buy in to right. what what we want. So. So when is your first scrimmage? Next Thursday. Next Thursday. At Next home, Thursday. At home versus wow. Speedway, correct? Yeah, against Speedway. So I mean, I mean, what you were just saying is true. Then I mean, you are gonna not. I mean, hopefully the football team wins on Friday and yes. they continue to practice with their guys. Do you give you give guys a break? Football players a break? Well, you know if they. When you advance in the tournament in football, it's it's really hard to because IHSA has rules on how many practices they have to participate in before right. they can play. So um, you really can't give them a break uh, as like not coming, but you can kind of give them a break and give their body a break. Correct. You know, send them, get them in the training room. Correct. You know, especially coming out of football, yeah. you're going to be beat Body, up. Yeah, body's your body's right. going to be tore down. So you have you have to kind of treat them. You know, you know, you got you almost treat your body like it's a machine. You know, right. you got to. You know, let them recoup. How do you, and maybe I'm overstepping and asking this, I mean, how do you keep a guy that's coming out of a season into a brand new season focused? I mean, especially because you think about, I mean, Alec Burton's the first guy coming to my mind. You know, such a, a, a pivotal role in football. I would imagine it's the same thing with basketball. So how do you aid a player like that in their transition out of one sport into another? A lot, I, personally, I think it's a, a lot self-driven. It's, I mean, and it's emotional too because there's that last game, what whatever week that is. Right. It's your last game, especially for these seniors. It's the last last game for football, so they're coming off a really emotional right time right there, and then you got you're expecting them to kind of turn right around and you know just get their mind focused again on another sport. Right. So it, I think it's a lot of self-driven stuff, but as a coach, it's just it's kind of you just gotta help them focus. Right. It. I don't know if there's a specific. Yeah, no, no, way, no I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But it's just kind of just ease them into it, without. I don't know what I'm. No, trying I to hear say. what you're saying. Okay. Totally. For me, this, like I said, this is I only got so as a freshman coach, I only got six guys in practice right now. Right. So there's 
limited what I'm doing. So I've kind of changed my mindset. Like normally I'd be doing a lot of team stuff right now, putting stuff in mm-hmm. and stuff like that, where I can't really do that right now. So I'm kind of focusing on individual skill work and, you know, just, you know, I've gotten them in the weight room twice this week. Conditioning. Conditioning. And things of that try nature. to get them try to get them in practice shape there's no way you can get them in game shape this early so you just try to get them in as right you know close to practice shape as you can so looking ahead at this week's schedule what do you got bat is there any any games to highlight so yep uh this is always a big one for danville i if if i heard correctly i heard i don't know another coach playing field so girls basketball plays tomorrow night JV starting at six with the varsity to follow. Is that home or away? It is a home game against Plainfield. Okay. Um, and I think Plainfield has won 23 in a row. Wow. Against Danville's girls. Wow. So this is a big, big deal. Uh, Coach May, she played at Avon. Coach is here at Danville. So she she's familiar with Plainfield, too. And Plainfield was good even when she was playing. So she, she, this, this is a game that's definitely marked on the right. girls' calendar. Uh, it, bigger school early in the season. It's obviously the streak. I mean, you, you got to at least acknowledge it and realize what it is. So th- this is a huge game. Right. So it we got that, and then obviously we got football Friday football night. on Friday. So Friday night lights. It's it's so yeah. Know. Potentially a last home game. Uh, you know, good or bad. Uh, so. Definitely want our fans out here. I don't think anybody listening is going to have a, a problem oh, with if that. It, I know how packed it was last year for Lawrenceburg, which we have no history with. I can only imagine what it's going to be for Chittard Friday night. Yeah. Like, there's going to be alumni there. I'm so bummed, man. I'm not going to be there. It, there's going to be tailgating. There's going to be alumni. There's going to be... <laughs> people there there's probably going to be casual fans oh, yeah. just, just your normal high fans. yeah high school football fans that don't have really any investment in driving just driving yeah. from around like they're there. just looking at the, the the high school football slate and like Dan will start yeah i'm going to go to that game right so it's going to be absolutely packed dress warm and get there early yes true that all right um well hey you know we got todd haney with us who is a coach and we do like to pull coaches in and just do a coach's spotlight. So, real quick, how many how many years have you been coaching here at Danville? Man, this will be my eighth. So, you're really one or two behind me. I think this is my sixth year. And then, what is your role specifically? This year, I will be the varsity assistant. Um, years past, I've been the head JV coach. Uh, Barbara decided he wanted to mix things up a little bit and. You don't question the boss. Yeah. Cool. So what does that look like for you as an assistant? Uh, he's kind of put me in charge of the defense. So um, I'll probably spend most of my week watching film and figuring out how we can scheme different ways to take things away from the team we're playing. So okay. that's, that's what we're really big on is taking things away from other teams. You know, teams have really good players. You know, for example, Tri-West has Tyler Watson, who I think should lead the state in scoring this year. Um, if not, he'll be up there in the top right. five. Um, so when we, guard, when we go against them, we'll have to figure out ways to keep him from getting 40. Right. And <laughs> so and now that's on me. I got to watch the tape and try to get our guys in the right position. And uh-huh. so hopefully it'll all work out. And But cool. I'm very excited for the new opportunity. Yeah, no, anything fresh is good. Yeah, and I don't think I've ever really asked you this, so I'll do it now. So – you were at UNLV. 
Correct. With Coach Kruger. Yes. When he was there. How much of what you do or have done in your six years here at Danville has been like, obviously it, it's scaled down because at the high school level, but like how much have you drawn from Coach Kruger that you use in your everyday high school coaching? Uh, I would say quite a bit. Um, Coach Kruger is one of the best guys to ever do it. Um, I mean, just look at his record. I could go on and on about him, but it's a little different though too with high school kids. Right. Um, uh, the things we did at UNLV were pretty advanced and uh, different schemes we ran, but as far as drills and stuff, I try to, I, I, we do a lot of the same drills. Um, the terminology is different. Obviously, we, we go by Coach Barber's terminology. Um, some of the offense, we do all the same offense that me and you ran when we yeah. were in high school. Mm-hmm. So that's that's not that's not the same. But the drill, individual drills that, that Barber lets me do in practice. And then, uh, but being out in UNLV, I it just, I was able to see the game differently talking to Coach Kruger and other assistant coaches there every day it totally just changed how I saw uh, what was going on on the court and how you can, you know, go about doing different things to get what you want accomplished. So uh, so take a step back. What does that even – I don't well, – why did you go out to UNLV? I don't know. I, I don't know you very well. Uh, so I uh, went – I walked on at UNLV for three years on the basketball team. Okay. Uh, it was 2000 – 2008 to 2011, um, we went to the tournament twice, got beat in the first round both times, but it was a great, wow. great uh, experience. Uh, Vegas, baby. Yeah, Vegas. So, <laughs> well, uh, right, right. We've right. had quite a bit of turnover since I left there. It hasn't been the same since Coach hasn't been there. But um, he, now he's at Oklahoma, and you see what he's doing yep. there. Uh, but it's it's something that I'll always remember, and it was it was a great experience. I learned a lot about basketball, learned a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. Um hard being away from family right. and friends right. you know especially you know 28 hour drive right drove out <laughs> drove twice there and back once uh so it's not like i can just pack up one night and like i'm going home that doesn't work like that so what's your a different what's your that you can share with our uh, audience what's your favorite story from unlv basketball uh I, I'll, my favorite memory is um, the first year i was there on New Year's Eve day, we played at Louisville at Freedom Hall, and they were ranked number one in the country, and we beat them. Wow. And yes, the whole place was just in shock. Uh, Rick Pitino didn't even shake hands. I know that's a big surpriser to you guys. Right. <laughs> but he, did, he just stormed off the court. He didn't even shake hands. But no one left early, and the whole place, as we were celebrating out in middle court, were just mouth wide open like, what just happened? So and we were telling everybody to go home. Where what, what would be your favorite, like, place that you played at i think i know the answer i'm hoping this is what i'm thinking uh, i know the thomas and max is pretty special which is where we play our home games at unlv they, okay. um, it's it's vegas so it's vegas theme they turn the lights off for the starting lineups they got they got the dancers out on the court <laughs> they got fireworks right. you know right. they, ha- they have special guests that their thing there is before after they announce the visiting team they bring a special guest up on the board and he says something and he goes, lights, please. And then they shut all the lights off and the right. band starts playing and the spotlights are going and send a chill down your back, even though, you know, you're not going to play, <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. Uh, so, uh, but I'd say the, my, my favorite place I went was probably the pit. Yeah. That's what I thought. In New Mexico. Yeah. And, uh, which the was, Lobos, is that right? Yeah, yeah. The Lobos and Steve Alford was the coach there. Yeah. yeah. And the thing about the pit is it's like a good, like 50 yard straight downhill to the court from your locker room so 
going down going down the ramp to the floor you, you're picking up all kinds of steam running out on the floor but then you come back up and it's done it you're tired yeah so but one of the craziest places though i've been was was byu the marriott center okay. the mormons are crazy out there the place shakes wow when they get going yeah wow. and, had, and you and, of and you they, of course they had jim yeah i was about to say you were there when jim yeah and Jim, Jim might have been the best player I ever I ever saw in person. Him or Kawhi Leonard. Wow. So and Kawhi Leonard's hands are ex, are as big as they say they are on wow. TV. They're absolutely huge. Wow, that's so cool. Were you ever the guy on the bench, like linked arm in arm? Oh yeah, oh. always. I was <laughs> timeouts. I was first one out on the floor. You know, everybody high five. You know, <laughs> hype man. Yeah, hype man. Hype squad. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was it was a good time. Did you get a trillion? Uh, no, I see. Coach Kruger didn't really work like that, yeah. you know. Um, uh, and I, I, whenever I got in, I was I was wanting to score. I was right. wanting to if I was gonna do anything, I was gonna foul somebody at least get in the box score. Right. So and, and I made sure my fouls were well worth it. I did tackle a kid one time. <laughs> I wasn't going for a loose ball, but you know, they called me for a foul. So I think I had like six career points. Awesome. So, but dude, that's it's super cool. Yeah, man. still that's that's super six cool. more yeah, than me. So. Yeah. Yeah, D one UNLV. I mean, that's that's amazing. Yeah. What made you choose UNLV? Uh, I've known Coach Kruger for a long time since he was at Illinois, and um, I always stay connected with him. And the opportunity arose where he said I could come out there and walk on, so I jumped to it. Why not, man? Yeah. You live once. That's yeah. awesome. Well, we're talking college ball. What do you guys? Uh, who do you, who do you pull for? You I gotta pull for UNLV, man. I can't root for anybody else. So I am a big Izzo fan, though, and Michigan State's my pick to win it all this year. Hmm. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'm pumped about. I think we're what a week or two away from Duke, Duke, Michigan State. So yeah. I can't wait to see. I'm a huge Duke fan. Are you? So uh, I love Grayson Allen. I know most <laughs> people hate him. Um, you know what? He is one of those players. He's one of those, really, player, he's one really of those players, though. Like, if he's on your team, you're gonna love him. Yeah. If he's yeah, he's not, my jerk to love. Yeah. I mean, he's just like right. Greg Paulus was. Yeah. I hated Greg Paulus with a passion. Love Greg Paulus. See, eh, get away. Yeah, keep keep naming Dukies. I like it. JJ Redick. I love JJ. I love he's JJ. He's still balling out in the NBA, yeah. man. And, and you know Philly, what? That yeah. was so crazy about JJ Redick because it was it was JJ Redick and Adam Morrison coming out, and everybody's like, JJ's too small. He's not gonna last there. And Morrison was, the, you know, the next Larry Bird, according Couldn't to some shave, people. Right. But then JJ just lights out, dude. That dude can shoot. Well, and it helps that he, he's the best defender on the floor usually every night, too. Yeah, he knows what he's got to do to play. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Uh, Matt, do you have any I'm, hopes for your Hoosiers? Yeah, I think Archie Miller's going to do a good job. I listened to him. He was on with Dockage earlier today. And just listening to him, you can tell he's stressing defense. Yeah. Like, but you can always say, oh, he's a coach. He's on the radio. He's supposed. To, that's what he's supposed to do. I, I believed him. Right. Like it, it's one of those. I think the the mindset is going to flip a little bit, and you know the defense is going to drive the offense. Where I, I thought Coach Crean was a good general coach. Right. But when it came down to crunch time stuff, and you know making sure guys run right, I I didn't see it as much. I'm hoping Coach Miller is the same way. Right. But I. I like it. I, I like the team that he's got. Uh, I don't feel like there's any divas on the team this what's year. A, what's a successful season for you? I mean, everybody dreams of the national title, but uh, you beat Purdue twice. Yes, obviously beat Purdue twice. I think uh, you got to make the tournament. Make, make the tournament. I top. I think 
top five finish in the Big Ten is, I think that's reasonable for IU this year. I, other than Michigan State. So we, so we State, like Michigan I, State, right. you got to figure the Buzzcats are going to be yeah, there. Yeah, Wisconsin. But, I mean, really outside those two teams, it's pretty wide open in the Big Ten this year, I feel like. Ohio, Ohio State is supposed to be good. Ohio State, Ohio, it's a transition year, new coach. Yeah. Uh, they got a dockage, though, so. <laughs> oh gosh man. but you know what though speaking of though michigan might have the most underrated coach in the country yeah. john beeline i would agree with you john beeline might be the most under underappreciated coach in the country that dude that. he gets the most out of his team every year so yeah. but so i would put michigan up there with wisconsin and uh michigan state and then Sky's the limit. Yeah, I think I think Minnesota's picked pretty high this year, which uh, is kind of they had a surprising season last year. I think they have a new coach this year also. I think it's Patino. No, still Patino. It's still Richard. Okay, the young buck looks more like his dad every time I see him. May he not be like his dad. Yes, amen to that. Well, for Duke, I mean, I feel like it's it's national title or bust every year. Every year. I mean, that's what's tough. I mean, being a Duke fan, being a Buckeye fan is really like, you know, when I, when Ohio State lost to Iowa this weekend, I mean, really, the season's over minus, like, beat Michigan. Let's talk Big Ten football real quick then. Okay. Big Ten crushed themselves this, this past weekend. Correct. With Penn State and Ohio State losing. And then Wisconsin, who is undefeated, don't get me wrong, but they don't have a good win on well, their Wisconsin schedule. Well, Wisconsin was destroyed by those by Ohio State losing. I mean, really, like, oh, any any chance that Wisconsin, I think, had going to make a, a plea to undefeat it, we want to be in the top four. Well, even without Ohio, even if Ohio State would have won, Wisconsin was still in the same boat because they don't, they didn't have any. Now, I understand that, but to say we at least beat your number three or your number four in the Big Ten Championship, we're undefeated. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think the winner of the Big Ten Championship gets in this year. No matter I think, what, I think last year. Even if it's a two-loss Ohio State or two-loss Penn State, I think they messed it up last year. I mean, look how good the Big Ten is, though. I hear you, but I mean, those two losses it might carry be a little. A lot it might be a little top-heavy, but I mean, we were assuming though a lot. Overall, I think it's going to work its, itself out. No, I don't think that I don't think there's going to be some you know crazy situation. Last year, I don't Penn State at me. I don't care. Penn State fans, you didn't deserve it last year. I'm sorry. You didn't. You, right. had, you had the second loss. Right. It, I don't care. Whatever. So it, it's going to end up working itself out. You know, this My, weekend's going to do a lot. Miami plays Notre Dame. If My, Miami and Clemson will probably meet in the ACC ch- title game. Right. Uh, Alabama, Georgia are going to play each other. It's going to work itself out. Right. So right. I'm, not, OU, I'm not too. OU, TCU are playing this weekend. Uh, you know, Iowa State has a chance in the Big 12 tournament or championship game to beat the winner of that game. You know, so I agree with you it's going to work itself out. So I, I guess I'm getting worked up for now. An undefeated Wisconsin team, you think, has to deserve it I think no they get in, yes, but there is to. talk that if, let's say, the top four stay one loss or, you know, the very If specific- the top four plays itself out and it's a Bama-Georgia title game, super close, last second field goal wins the game, they're not they're not keeping one of those guys out. Right, so yeah, they're, they're I feel like three of, three of those four teams can win out and they'll be fine. It's the two SEC teams, obviously. Right. So if you have 
an undefeated Big Ten champion, even against like a one-loss Alabama or a one-loss Georgia, that would be that would be probably. I think they wouldn't be able to. They would probably be able to justify putting Wisconsin in an undefeated over Georgia. But Oof. say Georgia beats Alabama and you have an undefeated Wisconsin, could you honestly justify putting an undefeated Wisconsin team over a one-loss Alabama? Hey, Bama's in. No matter See, that's as long, what I, as, long that, as they don't lose twice, they're in. That's, I agree that's with you. crazy. Thing. I hate it, but I agree with you. Yeah. And the, it's kind of the thing that everybody's saying about Wisconsin is true for Alabama. Who have they played? I mean, I know everybody's like, oh, Florida State was number three in the beginning of the season, but Florida State's awful. not good. Yeah, and who cares what they were at the time of the game? Now we know who they are. Yeah. Because preseason rankings are garbage yeah, anyway. They, yeah. they shouldn't rank teams until, like, week six right. anyway. So there's no preconceived notion. This is the fourth year for the playoff, isn't it? I think so. so Ohio State's won it tw- twice. Once. They won it the first year. Alabama-Clemson. So this will be the fourth year. So they wouldn't have a four-year contract? Wait, wait, wait. Is it yeah, four Ohio or five? Yeah, Alabama-Clemson. Okay. So the contract they signed was like four years, right, for the for the playoff? Probably. So I think they're gonna. I think the best thing for them is to go to eight teams now. Do you prefer eight? Yes, I think eight was, should be it, and I don't think they should go any farther. What about you? I I think eight. I'm a four. I, we talked about this. We did. Uh, I'm a four guy. I, because, like we said, it it's always gonna work itself out. Like, Not always. It didn't last year. Everyone's, yes, it did. No, everyone said Penn State should have been in. And the Do first, you? And the first I mean, year, I don't, I don't two really, losses. I don't care. Two losses. First year, TCU gets left out. Baylor gets left eight out. Eight teams. There's eight. There is eight teams Pat, that you. Big can, Twelve did that to themselves by not having a championship game. Yes. I mean, you can't. It matters. How do you, it matters. Uh, I, I think eight teams is the way to go. I, I'm they, like, the NCAA, I'm not going to be the mad. Money, the money hungry, hungry NCAA can make Dad, more money. You. you know, they can take out some of these other smaller bowls and make every single one of the playoff games a bowl game. To me, the the question is how do you have to take another regular season game out by adding another bowl game, right? Um, so you only play eleven or twelve? Is, eleven. I don't, 11 necessarily, regular season? I don't necessarily think you need to take a game out. I just. You just gonna have to start the playoff about right right after the right after the season ends. Because what? Well, they don't start the playoff till New, well, the New playoff, Year's. Right, there's a whole month off. Right, so maybe you only get two weeks off instead. Maybe right after Christmas or something yeah. like that. Or have or Christmas Day have play 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 four games Christmas Day. Dude, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Christmas Day is always like come yeah. on. Man. Uh, NBA owns Christmas Day. Man. NBA owns NBA Christmas Day. NBA. Is... <laughs> whoa, whoa, so wait, so are you? Are you a more of a college? You're a college guy over an NBA guy. Yeah, I I like the college better just because there's more effort. But I will say this about the NBA: there's they have the best athletes. Yes. The the skills and the shooting is top notch. I mean, any one of those, any of the, even like Dwight Howard or those guys that are terrible shooters. If you if they're wide open, you, you might as well count it. You yeah. Know? Especially I mean, Dwight Howard probably like 15, 10 feet in. But like JJ Redick, I, I bet if he was wide open, he shoots eighty percent. Correct. And the, the their skills and their fundamentals and their athleticism is is, is great. I will say that, but I, I just hate the, I just hate the lack of effort sometimes. I don't. I'm not a big fan of the officiating. It's it's very well, right. I, mean, now, I remember the first. Look, I'm with you. I'll play devil's advocate a little bit. I don't, I like college better too. But can you blame the effort kind of all like on the 82 game season too? Yeah, you know, yes, right. I would you agree. Can, with you that. can do that. Yes, and I'm, guys get tired, and the NBA puts those rules in where you can't rest guys. Or I'm, on certain days now. But. Now I, I I'll, I'll give Adam Silver this. He he starting the season earlier. I think is going to be better for everybody. I, I think you'll see less injuries to be perfect. Right. Is that Overall. because that to create more off days? Well, it's to create less 
back it's to create less back to backs and like three and four nights or so, or four and five nights or something yeah. like that like those big stretches of games. Right. So yeah, it's to now stretch speak, out the season. Now where you speaking have less. of big injuries, I mean night number one with Gordon Hayward going down, I'm amazed that Boston is still number one. I'm in not. The, in the East. I'm not either. I'm not either. Dude, Brad Stevens is the truth. Yes, and Kyrie that, Irving is good, and the Cavs just hang around until the playoffs start. So like you, you just put one of the best, maybe the best, like just pure scorer in the league Kyrie. with the yeah with the best probably just X's and O's strategist coaches in the league, which. With the best rookie, Jason Tatum. Yes. Currently, yeah. Well, I think he'll... Yeah. If he stays away from injury, I think he'll be easy rookie of the year. And, and you got nice compliments to him. Al Horford is the perfect guy to have, in, you know, just around a guy like Ky- Kyrie. So well, I think even that, you know, Scalabrini is the Boston, you know, announcer. Scal- that just makes it. That makes Boston amazing. But, yeah, Brad Stevens is... He's the sec- he's the second best coach in the NBA, but he's probably the best strategist. Is, is there a possibility that Gordon comes back this year? No, it would be playoffs. It would. Happen. I think there's a. I think there's a. There's there's some whispers. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think he'll. I think he'll play this year, especially if they go deep in the playoffs. I think he'll be back. Like if there wasn't a whole lot of structural damage, like right. well, there's no way. That, I don't see who in the East is coming between them and Cleveland. No, I think it's those two. Toronto's not bad. Milwaukee, I think, can get there. They just traded for Eric Bledsoe, gives him another score. Giannis, dude, that yeah, man. He's a beast. He, he literally is a freak. He's the Greek freak. Well, that's, that's why like, we're he playing can, in that game in January. Where I, I don't mind Jason Kidd as a head coach, but that's where they could probably see it a little bit. I'll tell you what. I was listening. I don't remember who it was uh, on the radio today, but they were talking about how Jason Kidd is the perfect complement to Giannis because he's not taking any of his crap. Not in the sense that like he's like a big drama guy, but you know he you know he had a bad shot in the beginning of the game against Cleveland, and the second half and he pulled him right away. Okay. He didn't give him a leash, so I think Kid has something going on where he he's that player's coach, right? He's able to understand what this guy needs. So I don't know. I mean, you know, this is one guy's opinion that I heard, and I, it sounded really good, but I'm I'm, I'm interested. I'm actually pumped about the Pacers. I know they, the last three games have been awful. They've gotten off to such good starts. Like right. They, they should have beat Philly. They should have. They should have won last night. They should have won last night, and then the Knicks the should other night. The Knicks, yeah. Like there's three games. They're not right guarding there. anybody though. Yeah. Their their problems are going to come if they get injuries because they're not very deep. Correct. I agree. And as much as I <laughs> I like Lance Stevenson, he does not like <laughs> short bursts. Dude. He is a short-burst guy. You cannot leave save him on the floor for, for extended Just save of time. him for the Cleveland game. Save him for the playoffs. I, I hear you. <laughs> but Victor Oladipo and Sabonis, we stole them. Man. Yeah. Like, right. I, Sabonis is so good. He's so, so skilled. I, I love watching that guy play. Just like anything, though, you got to stay healthy yep. to have a chance. What is, that, what is that saying? The best ability is availability. Yep. So, it, yeah. But going back to the college versus NBA thing. The reason I like college more is there's more ways to play. Like, there's there's different ways you can approach, like, you can play zone. You got Syracuse, who just 2-3 zone, all and, and are good at it. Yeah. You got Louisville, you know, matchup, matchup zone. You got West Virginia, who's just going to press you all game. I love Bobby Huggins. And then you got guys like 
uh, Michigan really. I mean, they'll throw a one three one on you, right? And you know, slow it down, like or Virginia, Virginia, Virginia Wisconsin. You know, Ugh, defense, the worst. I know you hate that, and most fans hate that. But it's like when you're on the coaching side of it, you look at them and like, dude, they lock down. Here's the problem. So that's why I like college so much. Is like there's just different ways to approach it and still be successful. The problem I have with with both, and I think the NBA does a better job of this, is they're able to over a long season pump up. The matchups. I mean, I know college, you got the matchups. Like, you know, we're talking about Duke, Michigan State. I'm pumped about that. But the problem with that is, who cares who wins? Like, I want Duke to win, but it's such a long season, and I know Duke's going to make the tournament that it really just makes it uninteresting. Well, it's the same with the NBA. I understand that. I understand that. I feel like they're both so long. I, that's why I gravitate towards football. Every game matters. I mean, even like you look at a Jacksonville, you know, Bengals game, but just the fact that Jacksonville beat the Bengals hurts them even more for even trying to think that they could get a wild card spot. Right. Where in basketball, college, and pro, I mean, losses don't matter. No. But I'll, I'll counter with baseball, who 80, 182 yeah, so I get, games, I get what you're 162, saying. I get what you're and it always comes down to the last like two no, or three I games get what of you're the saying. season. Well, you even think about the Pacers beating the Cavs the way that they did, and you're like, what a meaningless game in October. I agree with you. At the end of the season, you the Cavs on are games. one game away from home court. Not that they care, but no one's going to go back to that Pacers game. Right. Fair, but I mean. I know what you're saying. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. Most people don't have that long-term kind of vision for the whole season. I mean, you think about, like, this three-game stretch that we're in right now with the Pacers. I mean, does that take them out of a 5, 6, 7, 8 seed? And what does that do to them? Because you don't want that. You don't want a 7 or 8 because you know you got to play Boston or you got to play Cleveland. In college – well, sorry. I'm going back. So, in college, I, I do feel like every game matters. Here's why. Because – you want to win your conference. Every game matters depending on the team. Well, you well with the with a selection committee though. Yes. it matters because say that non-conference schedule, yeah. strength of schedule, strength of schedule matters. Like Michigan State, seating. Michigan State plays a brutal non-conference schedule every year, and they may come out of it five hundred or worse. Right. But, but there's it doesn't matter, and then then they may not even win their conference. Right. But because of that strength of schedule, and you know they played these teams tough and stuff like that, they're still going to get in the tournament. Now, granted, it's Michigan State, and they have that pedigree and stuff like that. But it, it shows you that, like... That's even, what I mean. It's the name on the jersey that matters when you get to March. Mm. It's not necessarily what you're playing, what your record is. Now, if you're a team like Butler, and you're trying to get that, you know, you want a three or higher, like, it, it matters. I get that. It matters. And maybe I'm just biased because I'm a Duke fan, and, and I've just kind of had the luxury of every season knowing that even if they suck, you know, they're going to make, did you say lose first round? No, no. they're going to be one or two right. seed. Right. And then maybe, and lose, maybe the first lose the first round. Right now. Was that who beat him, Bucknell that year? What? I, uh, I don't remember. I don't want to remember. Okay, I, this actually brings me to a really good question. Do you think you'll ever, you in your lifetime, will ever see a 16 beat a one? Yes. I do. I don't think so. No, I don't. I do. There was one. Early 90s, Purdue. Purdue was, was the, the almost lost. I think we'll see it. No, I don't. I don't see it. I, I don't see it because it. you're a 16 seed for a reason. A. Yeah. Two, 
like the talent level just the talent level is just so it's, I understand it's man really, I understand. it's really not even about talent it's, it's the size and athleticism is the biggest difference I tell these kids all the time it doesn't matter what division in college you basketball you play if you play college basketball you are a talented basketball player the biggest difference between your D1s D2s D3s and NAIAs it's the size of the, the size of the players and the athleticism of the players. That's the only difference. It's not necessarily talent or fundamental. It's the size and the athleticism. And on a long, a forty-minute game, the more, the bigger, and the more athletic team has a better chance. I think it can happen. I'm not saying it can No, no, no. I, I, just I don't think, think in I'm my lifetime. It. I think in my lifetime, I've got you know. I've got a potential 40. <laughs> yeah. We'll, just, we'll be conservative. We'll be conservative. I would say 40 years, you know, I don't, I think you get that, just that magical 16 seed that's got five seniors that have played four years together. They've got a chemistry. And that's why you see 15s lose to twos. And 15s, I know a difference between a 15 and a 16 is, is probably a lot. Yeah. But you see 15s beat twos because of that chemistry of, like, Five guys played four years together. Um, yeah, I, I think it could happen. I really do. I think one seeds especially, they usually have that coach that's not going to let them like, – they're not going to let them slip up. And now don't get me wrong, you're going to – team could just get hot. Yeah. Like, just, I hear you. And that, but I don't see you it. You think of a, of a Virginia-type team, you know, that sometimes is solely a defensive team – uh, not to say that they don't run excellent plays and they don't do those things on offense, but if you play this streaky, you know, three-point, you know, Steph Curry team, dude, would I put money on it every year? <laughs> if I lived in Vegas, maybe I don't know, but <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Leicester, man, <laughs> Leicester City soccer, they won. Yeah. I don't, Cubs, I don't, Cubs won the World Series. I know they built that World Series, and it wasn't yeah. some fluky, freaky thing, you know. But yo, I, I just don't. I, I don't think there'll be ever be a day that a sixteen beats a one. Something it, there would have to be some type of injury or something in the game. Kenny Martin, going something down crazy. Something crazy I know they like were 15. that would have to happen. I but I, I don't. I just don't. I think the the ones compared to the sixteens are just. They're, they're just too much to handle. So, I mean, I know that this is apples and oranges. Can a 16 beat a 2? Oh. Are we just saying 16 just is incapable I, you of gotta, ever you just winning? Gotta, you gotta, the, the 16 Cs are your, your low, 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 low major you know, college. I mean, it's usually. I mean, what's a 16 seat? What? Give me a 16 seat. What's what's one of the teams like they are? Quinnipiac or something. Yeah, like that. I mean, they're like Ivy League schools or. Uh, no, even I think they're lower than that. Yeah, they're like. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Your 15s, you you get into like the Wisconsin Green Bays and the um, uh, the Bucknells, right. which is an Ivy League school, right. but they have a good they have a good basketball program, and obviously they yeah. beat Duke that one year. I think, right. I think it was Bucknell. Yeah, 15 two. Adam Gold. Yeah. So, but. The one, the I mean, I think another another sixteen seed is um, uh, okay. Radford. Radford, I think gets. <laughs> I mean, I don't. They're not beating. Well, you even watch the play Michigan. in sixteen versus sixteen, and it's usually like, ugh. Yeah. March Madness, I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You're right there. So I don't know. I get, I get it. 
I get it. I just feel like it is. I I I will just go on a limb and say I will see it in my lifetime, and we will remember this moment in Mr. Yoder's office. <laughs> What's the highest seed to ever make the final four? Highest seed? I know. Maybe like a ten. Is a ten the highest? I think. I think so. I think it's still that Villanova team uh, back in like the '80s that played Georgetown in the final. Mm. That might be. They were a ten, or it might be George Mason. I think. I think George Mason was an eight or a nine, weren't they? They were like maybe, maybe. No, I think they They might have been a ten. Twelve. What about VCU? What were they? They made the final four. That one year, yeah, VCU did. With Shaka. Yeah. Yeah. If we had internet right now, we'd be able. Because it was VCU Butler in the final four. Right. They played each other. I know the year, uh, the second year Butler made it to the Final Four, them and uh, UConn both were eight seeds and they were in the championship game. Mm. Yeah. As eight, both of them were eight seeds. Dude, that was Kimba I Walker. Kim, yeah, that was Kimba. Gosh, that, I hate or what? Yeah, Kimba. Yeah, it was Kimba and Jeremy Lamb and those Then, guys. like, the very next year, Shabazz just yeah. blew up during the tournament, too. Yeah, right. That was, that was some of the craziest things I've ever seen. I love March Madness. Oh, that was, I yeah, love that was like in two or, that was two years later. Well, yeah. Yeah, because I remember we had them in an auction. It's crazy. Yes. All right, guys. That was a blast. Thank you for uh, Todd. Thanks for being with us. Thank you guys for having me. Anytime, man. I'll do it again. Whenever you guys want me to do it. <laughs> talk sports, whatever. You guys talk politics on here? No. no. That's fine. No, 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 that's fine. No, best. No, that's fine. <laughs> best. That's fine for, best. For, for our listeners' pleasure, we stay away from that. Well. If I we'll have to bring the wives in, we brought Jess and his wife Cheyenne in one time. All right. Christine too. All right, Get Theo B. We should here. because I think we've got a good question to ask the wives about how we watch sports. Yeah, what kind of fans are we? Like, like, is there any time where you just find yourself like just hooping and hollering, like for a team, when you watch a game? Um, no, but I will say when I'm watching basketball or football and basketball in general, if there's someone gets dunked on, I'll stand up and I'll yell. Yes. My wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, this guy just got dunked on. He or, someone, or someone gets lit up, going across the middle, I'll, yeah. get, I'll get back, ooh, you know, but no, I, you won't ever see me up jumping around, cheering, or, on that way um, the Eagles and Hoosiers. but I mean, I, like I said, my team, I don't really have a professional, like, I, I like, I'm a Colts fan, but. It's really hard to be a Colts <laughs> fan right now, um, buddy. I'm a Bengals fan, so I, I don't want to hear feel it. Bad for yeah. you. Um, I was really, th- I was really thinking about hanging up my Colts fan them if they kept um, uh, Gregson. Uh, so they got rid of him. So I decided to stick it out another year, and then I'm on one-year contracts with yeah, the Colts. Yeah, one-year contracts. <laughs> um, they need to bring in a good coach. Oh, whether totally. it be, I, 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 I know Pagano, they, right? <clears throat> you don't. You hate a guy losing his job. I mean, no yeah, one. Yeah, I think they I think they did the right thing with Pagano. I think they're going to let him stick out the whole year, especially if he gets through with through the bye and wins their bye next week, two weeks from now. If he gets through the bye, there he's going to be here all year. Uh, I think they I think he, they told him at the beginning of the season you're going to be here all year, but you're not going to be here next year no matter how well you do. But hmm. we're going to let you coach out the year. Uh, I'm sure Ursay probably doesn't want to pay two guys not to be here. Right. Uh, as he's already paying Grigson, but. I mean, I'm a. I gotta be a rebel fan, you know. Be a rebel fan. And right. I don't really get to see them on TV much, so. Wow. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you again. Get out on Friday night. Cheer those Warriors on. Yeah. Peace out. Peace.